Hi, I'm Caden Schulte, here with my brother, Cal, and you are listening to Eating W's. Eat the W. That's a W. Let's eat one. Let's eat one. That's a W. So today on Eating W's, I gotta be honest with you. I've been a little jealous these past few weeks. Every episode, Callan has got to start off the episode talking about his quarterback controversy with Aaron Rodgers, but no more shall we talk about that. Nothing has happened. No more shall we ride the Rodgers hype wave. It is a new era, and I myself have been blessed with my own player controversy. Over these mandatory OTAs, star breakout defensive end, Daniil Hunter, has not been there for the Minnesota Vikings, which is insane because he gave up a, I think it was 500000 or maybe... $50,000 workout bonus to miss these OTAs and what presumably the reason is is the contract dispute that they are currently having where Daniil Hunter signed his contract pretty early in his career his extension and you know he still wasn't super good at that point he was still developing he had a breakout year so he got some good money for sure but you know not top defensive end money and then the year after that, he came out and proved he was a top defensive end. But then now last year, he had a neck surgery early in the season that actually wiped him out for the entire season. So it's been really wild. And until just recently, there hasn't been a ton of controversy with the contract. But now he's not at OTAs. He posted a picture on Twitter that I saw and said a perfect day. And it was him somewhere not at OTAs. So, you know, like I just said, Callum's had his controversy, now I finally get mine. And it's just wild, you know? I think the obvious thing right here is pay Daniil Hunter. After the June 1st cap, whatever you wanna call it happened, the switch up, the Vikings now have 14 million, I believe it is, in cap space. And I think you gotta give that to Daniil Hunter. I mean, we signed veteran quarterback Ty Smith, which is one of the first things we've done since the June 1st shakeup. But I think pretty much the rest of that money goes to Hunter. Well, not the rest, because his cap won't be big enough to take up another 14 million, but I think whatever he needs, because if he can come back and be even half of what he was that one season, 2019, when he just went off, it would be amazing. Callan, from the outside, what are you thinking on the Dino Hunter situation? His contract is, he's like the number 17 paid defensive end. Yeah, something up there. And he has the talent of top 10, if not top 5. Oh, easily you, top 10, yeah. Ends. So, I, I get his side of it. Minnesota, though, boy, that neck injuries are tough. How do you, neck injuries are just... You know, uh, it's. I agree. I'm with you. It's scary. I mean, look, scary, the Colts but... cut Peyton because of his neck injury. He goes overseas, gets a neck fusion surgery. Is able to come back to Denver, and first year he broke the record, and then he kind of broke down. Then they won the Super Bowl. I, but, I forgot about. Yeah, I forgot so that Peyton had that. I neck see neck where surgery. because of the the neck injury, they could be hesitant to sign someone to another deal. And, and also, the, the workout thing, this was, again, that's kind of like I talked about last week. His contract was signed before this new CBA, so these workout bonuses for the voluntary minicamps are smaller than what more recent contracts are. 
yeah. so it's, it wasn't as big of a deal to him to miss it. Well, I mean, he's just so good. I watched him play. He became one of my favorite players, which, of course, mm -hmm. as a Vikings fan, wasn't very hard for him to do. Any <laughs> successful Vikings player can become my favorite player. But I'm just thinking about a defense next year with all the cornerback holes we filled with Pat Pete and now Ty Smith, if he gets any play, or even if he doesn't get much play, he's Especially a veteran president. President? What am I saying? Yeah. He's a veteran presence that can coach up the younger guys. And a special teams guy. And a special teams guy. Harrison Hand, I think, is going to have a breakout season. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. But you just look at that defensive line now. With Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle from the Giants, Michael Pierce coming off his opt-out, Daniil Hunter coming back, hopefully 100%, if not at least 80-90%, and then the rotation of players we're going to have at that right-in slot with DJ Wanham and uh, Javarius Robinson, the rookie, and maybe even Patrick Jones getting some rep. That is a scary defense, which is something we clearly did not have last season. Because Cal and I was actually just talking, we averaged like mid to high 20 points a game and went 7-9. and nine. And as a team, you can just not put that many points in a game and still lose so consistently. So I think Hunter is a no-brainer. Don't give him everything he wants. Like, don't give him some crazy contract like we gave Cousins because, yes, the neck injury is scary. But definitely give him what he needs to get back on the team and get working. Sounds like you just need to restructure his deal, some sort of maybe a signing bonus of some kind or a, or a back incentive laden or back end deal where it's like, yeah, you can get a doll if you play this much because... Exactly. Some, with something like the neck injury, which is kind of scary, an incentive, incentive uh, laden one is mm -hmm. perfect, I think. Something that you can say, if you come back and you're healthy and you play... X amount of games, get X amount of sacks, get X amount of tackles, you will be fine. You will not have to worry about money at all. Which, I mean, let's be honest, these guys are making millions of dollars. They don't have to worry about money anyway. I've always thought the whole contract extension or disputes things were silly because it's like Rogers specifically, not really, because his isn't overly about money. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I also understand that they're putting, they've worked their ass off their whole life, they earned the money. Daniil is a top-rated defensive end, and he's getting paid, like you said, in, like, bottom. Like number 17 yeah. or something. like. He's in the bottom of so that number and pay-wise. I understand both sides, but just please pay Daniil Hunter the Vikings. Come on, Vikings, listen to me. Please pay Daniil Hunter. We need him back. That pass rush last year was awful between injuries with him and opt-out with Michael Pierce. Just please come back, Daniil. Please come back to me. Okay. You know, say you sound like me, like like I've been sounding. Left. I know you hide your panic a little yeah. better. Mine kind of just came out right there. Oh, I'm used to it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been waiting for another quarterback controversy for the last 15 years. Yeah, you guys. So. You guys have had one building this whole time. Mm -hmm. The Vikings have been awful. We haven't had any controversy building. Every day that passes, though, I feel a little more confident that he's gonna be there. Yeah, at this point, it's getting really late into the offseason. I'm trying to trade him to a new team. And yeah, I mean, I get it. He's a good, smart guy and all that, but. Well, and just with how much they're asking for him, and, my God. And again, they actually reiterated, LaFleur did, that they're not going to trade him. So he's either going to play for us or he's going to honestly retire and not play. 
I I can't see Rodgers retiring. Right. He's still got a few years in the tank. And he would, and he would have retire. to pay back $21.2 million to Green Bay, which would actually open up a whole bunch of cap room for us. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be awful. But uh, A.J. Hawk on the Pat McAfee show said that he's pretty confident Rodgers will be there for at least training camp when training camp starts because he's like Rogers doesn't like paying people no he's like he's not gonna he's you know and it's in his contract if he doesn't play he has I mean there's no like loophole where you know he can void that or something he would have to pay us it's just like the Michael Vick and and Ricky Williams kind of situation more I guess like the Ricky Williams situation because Ricky Williams just suddenly retired and he had to pay all that money back to the Dolphins it'd be a a similar-ish situation like that where if Rodgers actually were to just retire and not play he would have to pay all that money back to Green Bay that's that's left at least for this season yeah we talk about these player controversies being so interesting with them not showing up to these uh, optional voluntary OTAs it's really gonna get interesting to see what happens when the mandatory OTA training camp practices start coming up. So the mandatory OTA workout bonuses are actually smaller than the voluntary workout bonuses for the OTAs. If they're mandatory, why is there a right. bonus? Right, I know, <laughs> right. Yeah, because it's like 90000 for if you do a mandatory OTA. Yeah. Like, so, I don't think, I still think that Rodgers will not show up next week for mandatory OTAs. I don't think so. And when he doesn't, it's going to be another big deal. Yeah. It's going to get blown it's up It's going to blow back up. I you'll, would actually hear a, a little hear a... bit more surprised <laughs> if he did show up because that, I think that would just show that all this was just kind of a, I was upset one day kind of thing. Like, Yeah. Well, don't worry, because if he doesn't show up, we're hopping right back on the... I know. We're hopping on the hype wave. We'll talk about it next week. We're getting back on the train. Like I said, I think I said this last week. If he doesn't... When he gets to training camp, if he's not there, that's when I'm... That's when the panic is setting. That's when it's... That's what I mean, That's when the red button's getting hit. Even AJ Hawk said that on McAfee show. He said, if he doesn't show up for training camp, that's when I'll start thinking... Okay, maybe they, maybe he's serious about this. If Daniil doesn't show up to training camp, I'm going to be scared. I could see it more likely him not showing up to training camp and then showing up to play. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, he knows the system. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's a stupid that's a stupid argument because, of course, Rodgers knows the system too. But I don't know. I don't want to, like, compare positions because I think, of course, every position on a football team is super important from quarterback to special teams. But I feel like... Uh, defensive line, defensive end, and quarterback are just two whole different things that Daniil could miss a training camp and still be in shape and ready to play. But at his age and his position, Rodgers, when he misses a training camp, might tweak his season a little bit. I don't think it'll overly affect him, but it might mess with it a tad bit. It's a little bit different situation is that Daniil's is more holdout, contract-related, I want paid. Yeah. Rodgers is more, I want the commitment from the team kind of deal. Like, Rodgers just wants a ring in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. He like it. And he wants it with it. Green Bay. That's the thing is, I think he wants it in Green Bay, but he just wants it to be his way. I think he said he wants Bay. to stay in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. so this has all been one big-ass headache ever since the draft night. Well, it's all just been one <laughs> big-ass money grab for the media <laughs> sources. Good Lord, That's they true. are making yeah. money 
hand over fist right now. Look at Adam Sheffer. That man probably went out and bought a new house just off of what Rogers, Rogers fake news gave him. But moving on from all the controversy, outside of Daniil Hunter, there was no news this week, man. Last week we talked about how there'd be more news after June 1st, and we lied. I mean, it's only June 3rd, <laughs> I think but there will still. be as it goes on, but yeah, we're just a couple days too soon. Um, I think there'll be some cuts, there'll be some trades that happen, um, you know, as the month goes on, of it gets closer to training camp. and We already talked about him last week, but of course Julio is going to get traded at some point. There's it no seems way. pretty he inevitable literally that said he's, he's getting traded. Yeah. It, every day there's a new favorite. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I know, I saw a tweet from one of the big reporters. I don't think it was Sheffer or Rapport, but it was one of the bigger guys, and he's like teams that julio jones has narrowed it down to and there was literally like 20 teams <laughs> like the vikings right? the vikings are even on the list that's i was not like narrowing it down that's like when you have like five teams yeah i mean i saw the headline but i didn't read the article i was like i'm glad i didn't i was like, like there is a that's just every team in the nfl there like, is what? a 0.3 <laughs> chance if even that man ends up on the vikings but we were on the list that he narrowed it down to i was like why what, there would be no point in us taking his cap hit. I don't even think we can take his cap hit. So, yeah, so that was just a silly list. But one thing Cal and I both want to talk about is a player from our team that we think is going to have a total breakout season, which is ironic because we both actually came to this conclusion. That's what we should talk about separately before even planning <laughs> for this podcast. And then we were both like, oh, yeah, and then maybe we should talk about Due that. Due to certain players performing well at these OTAs. and Yes, definitely. So it's, they've really stood out. I will let you take that first, Callan. Who is your player from the Packers that you think is going to break out? So he had a little bit of some flash last season, especially during the Tennessee Titans game, where he won, had his first career 100-yard game, and that is A.J. Dillon out of Boston College. Uh, he will be... He will take the spot that Jamal Williams had. Uh, so he will be the backup running back. Um, Green Bay's always kind of ran a multiple running back system, so it isn't like he's a number two. They'll split carries between him and Jones. It's truly a thunder and lightning situation. Uh, A.J. Dillon, he has... His yeah. main thing is his quad workouts. Thunder and lightning, more like thunder thighs. <laughs> thunder dude. thighs. This dude, I don't know if you've seen it before. You gotta look it up. He has the, he truly might have the biggest quads in the NFL. He's definitely rivaling Saquon. Saquon has some big quads too, but look how good Saquon is and with those big thighs. So, these his this guy's thighs are so big, and this was the main thing at at the OTAs that they were talking about. He actually gave a nickname and a copyrighted merchandising he for, even each, copyrighted for each quad. For his left and right quad, he has merchandising for it, which can be found on Packers.com. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shameless plug for something you don't even benefit from? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's my team. I got. I benefit from it. I'm an owner. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. That's true. But so one thigh's name is the Quad Father, and the other thigh is Quadzilla. Do you know which is I, which? I don't know. They didn't. I don't know if they asked. I couldn't find anything on which one was which. But I, I think the right one is the Quad Father, and the left one is Quadzilla. And he's during his uh, media sessions, he was actually wearing 
the merchandise that he's selling. Oh well, yeah, you gotta rep your own the merch. Quad, it's the, the Godfather logo, like the uh, like the movie. Yeah. But it's the Quadfather, and then in the background, it's like instead of the uh, Marlon it... Brando outline, it's, yeah. it's his outline, but it's him in shorts. So it's quads are like half the shirt, but <laughs> no. <laughs> that's amazing. But he's actually done really well. They say he's picked up the offense. He's learned the run block. He focused a lot this offseason on catching because he didn't do a lot of that at Boston College. Did you mean pass block or run block? Oh, pass block. Okay, as I was gonna say, are they putting him at fullback? <laughs> well, because I I mean, was, they could. Yeah, they could. it could be something that is actually that they have talked about. It's That's why I want clarification because I thought um, they maybe did. So I mean, technically, I guess, but yeah, he's been working on his pass blocking, trying to get you know, be able to be more useful on third downs, yeah, things like that. Because if Aaron Jones goes down. He's stepping in. He's going to be the main guy. Which Aaron Jones did Aaron run Jones into has, some injury trouble. a little trouble. bit of injury trouble. He's a smaller guy, but he's, he's he's good. He's definitely our better running back. But Yeah. I don't know if I'd give him a lead or anything, but I'll give him good. I'll definitely give him good. Okay, well, it'll be fun to see how A.J. Dillon does. I The little bit of Packers I watched last season, when he got in there, he ran people over. We watched that Tennessee game. That was when we were in Missouri. He destroyed Tennessee. Yeah, he looked more like Derrick Henry than Derrick Henry in that game. Leg tacklers beware. You are not bringing down those quads. Mm-hmm. So the player I would like to talk about from the Vikings, we're moving up from quads to hands. Harrison Hand, <laughs> the cornerback out of Temple, who was drafted last year in the fifth round. Was he drafted? I thought he was undrafted. Nope, he was, he drafted, was drafted in the fifth round. Hmm. And he is having a breakout season. I'll put money on it. Last year, he only finished with 14 total tackles and one interception, but he did not get much play time. He only played in, I think it was 12 or 13 games, and he only started one game. Was he drafted last year or two years ago? Last year, the 2020 draft. Because he was really good. I, he he stood out to me. The few plays he got in, he, you know, they always say, take advantage of your reps. If mm-hmm. you get some reps, take advantage. And he did. Every play he got in, he made plays. And they saw it because he is actually running with the first team in OTAs mm-hmm. this year. And he has one interception that they got on camera, which was really nice. He undercut a throw by Cousins perfectly to Jefferson. And he had one tip that he almost caught on like this full extension diving <laughs> one. Two beautiful plays come on camera for him. But I am just so excited to see what he does. Because like Callan just said, he had flashes last year, which was really interesting. When we drafted him, I always look up film on the guys we draft. I automatically went, wow, this guy is going to be good. Because I get Temple doesn't face the best uh competition but he just some of those guys. he just destroyed him while he was in so it's going to be really fun to see i really hope he actually has he, the season i want him to have he actually has done so well they cut their first round pick jeff gladney yeah totally totally and optionally cut him <laughs> and traded mike hughes so yeah. harrison handon is really be doing very well to yeah to to cut your first round pick from last year yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and trade your first round pick from two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So. Jeff Gladney definitely did nothing but play bad to get cut. That's all he did. Don't look it up. Don't do anything. If that man comes back, it's gonna be a miracle. There's just no if way. If Ray Rice didn't come back, this guy ain't coming no. back. No, <laughs> I guess Kareem Hunt came back though. So. Uh... 
Yeah, Fremont's situation was a little uh, bit different. It's very, it's very questionable it's, all I'm around. I'm not saying that what Cremont did was right, but he was being, you know. Like, yeah, he was being not was aggravated for lack of a better bantered, term. Bantered, what's the word? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, by these, you know. Yeah. They looked like drunk women, and stuff, which I'm sure is superstar. You know, I bet that happens a lot more than we see. Not what Cream Hunt did. I mean, that, <laughs> not that that happens more, than, but just more that no, that, you know, that happens more on special teams. <laughs> these, these players that go out, I'm sure they just get some of them just get hounded like crazy. And there's a YouTuber that I watch who is talking a little bit, and he was talking about a. Uh, NFL players Twitter DMs and he said if you're an NFL player you must just not be able to check your DMs because oh, you know they are awful I mean of course you get the loads of support but then you I get bet the point you get 1% who's like good job you're my favorite you player. get the DMs that are just you get yeah. whether it's from your team or other teams it's it's got to be bad and the other 99% is just hate mail and then girls or even guys yeah. want to sleep with you. That's like, a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I'm sure. I bet that's a good percentage, sure. too. Yeah. So we'll have to see how it plays out with him because Minnesota, I'm not going to say stacked their cornerback room, but we definitely improved. We still have a, a developing Cameron Dantzler who's going to do really good next season. Pat P, of course, comes in. I just mentioned that we signed Ty Smith. We bring back Mackenzie Alexander. So we'll have to see where he falls in with his playtime. But I think whatever reps he gets, he is going to own. And as I said earlier, he's running with first team in OTAs. So I really hope that he starts. I want to see what he does. I can't wait to see Harrison Hand play and get his chance. I think he has to after losing Gladney and Hughes. Yeah. Did you trade Hughes after losing Gladney? I think so. Hmm. I can't remember, though. He So on our depth chart last year, I think he might have been injured some of the year. But on our depth chart last year and going into OTAs, he was like our fifth string corner, I think, anyway, though. Huge. So, you know, it wasn't a huge loss. Well, it was a huge loss a few years ago when we took him with our first round pick. But at this time, it wasn't a huge loss. Like, you guys were always going to go corner, but that was a corner heavy draft. I remember, like, I think the record number of corners went that year. Kind of like how these last two have been with receiver. And I think, yeah. Dante Jackson came yep. out of 2018. I remember him. Levi Wallace, he's not too bad. Yeah, so I think you guys got to your pick and you were like, damn, all our corners that we wanted are gone. But Which, we were going to pick a corner, so. You know, with the draft, that happens, it man. It does. Sometimes you just got to pick, you know, pick for need. When you don't get your guy, it's scary. It sucks. And especially if it's a, a position where there's a big hole. Because like that, you have to pick you have to pick someone. If you're planning on picking corner, even if he has a second or third round grade, you might have to take him there if he's your highest rated guy left. Another person to come out of the 2018 draft class was Holton Hill, who was also uh, drafted by the Vikings mm-hmm. in the early or late third round, I think. I don't know how much of a how much of a chance he'll get. To be honest, I'm not even positive he's still on our roster. I haven't seen a ton from him. I know I kind of liked him when we drafted him. He looked okay, but he just never really did anything. Never really got his chance. And I think Harrison I Hand so. kind of replaced him, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. But yeah, 2018 was a stacked class. We just panicked and took Mike Hughes. I mean, he could have worked out, but he just didn't. Yeah, it's sad to think about the fact that we could have gotten Jerry Alexander, but no. whatever. 
Could you have? I think so. We had to draft before you guys that year. Yeah, you traded back up to get Hughes. Oh, we did trade back up. I forgot about that. You're right. Was was that the year you guys didn't have a first round pick? Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. That was a while ago. And then you traded into it, maybe. But long story short, hopefully our cornerback situation gets itself worked out. Hopefully Holton, or now I was going to say Holton. <laughs> hopefully Harrison Hand comes and has the breakout season that I want him to have. And that's pretty much it for this episode. I mean, just nothing really happened. Not, no, not yet. I think we're building up to something. I got some I got some in other news is here. In other news, the Bears rookie Daz Newsome, the rookie receiver out of the University of North Carolina, who they got as a steal in like the fifth mm-hmm. round. They were I really think. high on him. That was actually I think that that might have been the, the North Carolina's number one receiver. Yeah. Because they had that two running back system. Yep. With Williams and whatever the other name know. is. But yeah, so that was that's that's a bad you know, because that was a good steal. Bad loss for them. Yeah, sadly, he broke his collarbone in practice recently. Yeah, he actually... Which just sucks. And, and he would have had some chemistry with Trubisky. Oh, oh wait. wait. That guy's <laughs> not... He's gone. He's no. Josh Allen's backup now. Josh Allen. He's Josh Allen and Jake Fromm's backup. Oh. If he's... Trubisky's playing for Buffalo, something's gone terribly wrong. Okay? Yeah. If you... He even got... Did you have you seen their depth chart? Do you know that he even got beat out by Jake? Oh, Brown? I don't know that for sure. No. I was gonna say that's just, really rough. I just, <laughs> I just think that it will because they drafted Drake Fromm. Well, I mean, but I you gotta give Trubisky better than Jake Fromm. He actually was the starting quarterback. Jake Fromm hasn't even played an NFL down, I don't think. Which don't get me wrong, I think Callie <laughs> could even really attest. High on Jake I Fromm, really though. like Jake Fromm, <laughs> but he just hasn't gotten his chance. I can't really, I can't love someone until I've seen him play. I, I mean, like, we'll have to see how it goes. But of course, per usual, God hates the Bears. Takes one of their biggest steals in the draft, other than Fields, and just breaks his collarbone. <laughs> uh, next up, Farrell Cooper signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is a really good return man and decent mm-hmm. receiver mm-hmm. drafted by the Rams in 2017 or 18 yeah. I think I can't remember out of Florida out of Florida another another Urban Meyer connection no Urban Meyer was as I say already, Urban Meyer already had in gone Ohio by State. Yeah. Yep, so but so slightly. that just adds to the Jags roster man that roster not really getting stacked talent wise per se definitely has some talent but getting stacked uh, publicity-wise It's going to be an day. entertaining team, I'll tell you that. Getting to see Farrell Cooper at Return Man, who's a guy who really could have made some waves in the NFL but then didn't. Get to see Tim Tebow come back at tight end. Trevor Lawrence, he's first overall pick. He's a return guy. He's not, he's, you know. No. He's not big enough to play receiver or running back. He's specifically a return guy. And some of those guys can be electric. I was going to say, sometimes you need those guys. Yeah. You got your... Uh, Tariq Cohen is kind of a return guy. Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. No, Dante Hall. Dante okay. Hall, the oh, old Chiefs guy. Oh, want to talk about old ones. Yeah. yeah. Dante Hall. He was like... Devin Hester was Hester, of course, yeah. Dante Hall and Devin Hester are my favorite kick returns of all time. I mean, if you were... And they nick- were both kind of about the same era. To earn a nickname like the Human Joystick, like, mm-hmm. that's got to be entertaining to watch. And then some more publicity stunts with the Jags. 
is not only do you have Jack Tim Tebow, good lord, have you seen his yeah. arms? Apparently he got into those baseball steroids before he got out of the that man's, MLB. So. That man's tricep is so big that he doesn't but, even have an elbow. Yeah, so he he might actually be able to do this. I'm thinking Tim Tebow, the quarterback, the last time I saw him line up at tight end. I don't know who this guy is. He's a whole different This player. guy is different. He is huge. He's built. He has muscle on muscle. You want to talk about built different? That's yeah. the new saying these days. He is literally built yeah, that different. That is not dude. the same guy that I remember playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He does not at all look the same. His tricep and bicep are both so big that they came together and just ate his elbow. <laughs> ate his elbow. If you see his arms straight, he doesn't have an elbow. It's, it's just, just muscle. muscle. <laughs> Literally, dude. It's insane. So he could do it. I think, man, I don't know. It's, I don't know if I want to go and try to tackle that it's guy. It's crazy, dude. He, I can see him easily moving up that tight end depth chart. Who they got down there? Uh, do Eifert? they still have Eifert? Yeah, they still have Eifert's Eifert. the only one I can think of. So he's at least going to move up to if. second team. Because I think he was only a one-year deal last year. I don't know if he re-signed or not. I'm pretty sure they still have him. Not positive, but pretty sure. So yeah, let's say he's already pretty much moved up to second team tight end then. Or second string. I could easily see him being out Eifert. He had a few good years in, with the Bengals, but past that, he's definitely been questionable. Ended up being a run blocker. Yeah. I always said, put him at fullback. Exactly. I said that 10 plus years ago. <laughs> put him at fullback. <laughs> Me and Tony Kornheiser, <laughs> we were watching PTI one day, and he said that, and I was like, oh, he said... He said what I said. <laughs> he, he, he knows me. He knows yeah. me. <laughs> Line him up. Put him at fullback. And then to double down on the publicity, good lord, the Jacksonville Jaguars the are Jags going are all in entertaining. with the ticket sales. All Her in. <laughs> that was the name of the AEW show. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> no, to move on, even know on the All Elite Wrestling, which is kind of like a counterpart to WWE, Urban Meyer made an appearance and handed Chris Jericho a laptop, which he then broke over another man's head <laughs> yeah uh chris jericho and i think i can't i think his name's sammy guarva i have never seen i know that before. this AEW has got a lot of the young it's yeah. got a lot of the young wrestling stars i think it's gonna be really good but so it's owned by the uh son of the jaguars owner shad khan okay tony khan is his son and tony khan and cody rhodes are the two starters of the company Oh, okay, that's So cool. they're the main main founders, and then Jericho was, like, the third partner. So he's, like, a founder slash performer, obviously, and so is Cody Rhodes. So Jericho and Sammy Guarva were having a hardcore match, and they were going through the arena, and it's, it was the arena where, in Jacksonville. Yeah. Where, obviously, the Jags are, are doing their camp stuff and all that, and they actually fought into the offices of Urban Meyer. And so as they're fighting, both Urban Meyer and Charlie Stronger, and they're going over stuff, and they both stand up, and they're just start watching these guys fight. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they look over, and Jericho sees that these guys are watching, and, and Charlie Strong goes, oh, here, Chris. And he throws him a football. <laughs> and Jericho, Jericho takes it, pegs chucks the guy it with at the, the other guy. <laughs> then gets it again, throws it at him again. And then he goes over, and he, I think he shook Urban, and he was like, nice to meet you, coach. Shook his hand, and Urban Meyer gives him a laptop. And Jericho takes the laptop and smashes it over the back of Sammy Guarva. My favorite part about that is if you look at Urban Meyer's face, I don't know if, I think it's acting. I don't know right, how much I'm of it sure is acting, he was... but he had such a shock look. Like, 
but take it. I'm yeah, sorry. They, they probably told him, you know, look surprised yeah. that they're there. So it was so funny. The Jacksonville Jaguars are selling ticket hand over fist. They're gonna have a wrestling match during a football <laughs> during game. During a football game. They're gonna have a Royal Rumble Battle Royal at the center field logo while the Jags are playing. Tim Tebow is gonna be in and out of the ring. <laughs> It'll be fun to see how the Jacksonville Jaguars do because I feel like they're not even gonna have that good of the season, but they just they're have all be of super these entertaining meme names at yeah. this point. So moving on past that, and we're forgetting about the. They still have Gardner Minshew. They st- oh, they still have the Mississippi Mudflap for their backup quarterbacks. So I I don't think they keep. How him. is this team not? Is, are they get, have they done hard knocks yet? This uh, team's got to be hard, on I don't hard know. knocks, right? To be on hard knocks, uh, you got to be bad, and they were pretty bad. For there's a few certain years, so. things that take you out, and it's like you're not eligible for hard knocks if you were in the playoffs or if you have a new coach. You know, I've never watched Hard Knocks, but I should. It looks I've really I've only watched the one year they did the Raiders, when it was John Gruden and Antonio Brown and <laughs> Richie Incognito, and that was very entertaining. I've seen some clips and stuff from the Browns one with Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Hugh. Oh, yeah, that is a yeah, name, Hugh right? Jackson. Hugh Jackson, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks really good. I should probably watch it. It seems really entertaining. That was an awful beat. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, you have to be an awful team to qualify. So (laughs) moving on past that, again, perfect segue moving into awful teams. The Lions are currently looking at Todd Gurley as a third running back option for their team behind DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Williams. Yes. So I don't, they must just be, they're going to run the ball. That's all they're going to do. Or they're trying to collect running backs like Denver collects quarterback. Which, I mean, makes sense because look at Dan Campbell. That man's a total meathead hype beast, dude. Yeah. He's going to pound the rock. When you have Jared Goff as your starting quarterback in a receiver room like they do, where I can only name Tyrell Williams and Armand St. Brown just because he's a rookie, you are running the ball and you need a lot of running backs to keep him fresh. Then. A blocking tight end. Exactly. He's both. Well, he's Hawkinson's more... dual threat. Well, I'd agree that he's dual threat, but a lot of the comparisons he gets is to Noah Fant because they both went to Iowa, both came out of the same draft class, and they're just like two different beasts. I wouldn't even compare them. Those were... Yeah, they're two different... Well, I mean... Their yeah. build and, and style are totally I don't mean their like, game was compared. I just mean they are compared naturally coming oh, out of the same draft right. class, same position, and same like, college. Yeah, like a number one and two yeah. pick. Because are... did, did Fant go first round? It's kind of wild that they both went, went first 20 round. He went 20. That's Denver, insane, man. And Fant went... Or uh, Hawk went eight. Yep, to the Detroit. Lions. That's so crazy to me. I remember when all that happened. I was just like... Wow, this is like astonishing. I know. This Looking at all the talent in Iowa, their talent Iowa has in the NFL, it's like, why are we not one of? The, I don't understand how we're not one of the top teams. Well, we're always like top in the NCAA. twenty, top twenty. Right. I mean, but... we're always good, but we're never up there with Bama and LSU and Ohio State, and you know, we're never up there. I think we might have been top ten for a little bit, but that's about the highest we got. And... Ironic, Iowa gets brought up. I'm wearing my <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye shirt. But yeah, that team, when you draft the way they did, taking, which I mean, taking Pene Swole for them, I don't think was overly planned. But when you get that kind of talent dropped to you at seven, 
I mean, you gotta take yeah. it. But <laughs> when you get a guy... The draft room was celebrating so much that they almost forgot to turn the pick in. <laughs> like, <laughs> they almost pulled a Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> but when you, have, when you draft a guy like that at tackle, and you have little to no receivers, a half-decent quarterback at best, and you're looking to sign a third starting caliber running back, in my opinion, Todd Gurley is still starting caliber, in oh, yeah. my opinion. And then you have a dual threat but i'd say very well blocking higher block or better blocking tight in the league and tj hawkinson you just gotta run the ball what else do you do you throw in some passes on like long just to kind of mix it up a little bit but you freaking pound the rock man it seems to be what they're building for which it adds up with dan campbell somebody who comes out and willingly says he's gonna bite people's kneecaps off and wants to build a team like that you might as well and you see you see what he's doing now this week now this week he all during his news conferences he wore a race car helmet because he is the grand marshal for the uh detroit is it i can't know if it's detroit grand prix or detroit nascar i think the tweet you sent me said grand prix the grand prix so that's an indie style race so that's indie cars yeah so he's a grand marshal, which, and he's wearing a racing helmet. I think that he doesn't know what the grand marshal does. A little bit of context: he's wearing a grand, he's wearing a racing helmet in a conference that he's doing. Yes. Or during an yeah, interview. During his news conferences. Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing this racing helmet. The grand marshal only waves the starting flag. He's not in the pace car. He's not driving. So unless he thinks he's driving which maybe you know he goes out there i don't think he thinks he's driving he knows he's (laughs) He's driving driving. somehow (laughs) he's gonna get in a car at some point and he knows damn well Uh he's prepared he's just getting ready you know (laughs) he's so funny dude (laughs) can't believe he was wearing that it's like he's not if he were the pace car driver at least that you're wearing a helmet for like we just this is gonna sound like a repeat because we just talked about it last week but it's literally killing me inside because i'm literally becoming a lions fan and i hate it i don't want to but dan campbell is just so energetic so committed to the game funny it is mag mag it is it's magnetic i couldn't think of the word all of a sudden but i just he's so amazing he's just an awful coach I mean, his schemes oh, are whoa. just awful whoa. or something. Like, I mean, if he's really this energetic, this committed to the game, and I mean, I'm guessing he's probably a good people person because who wouldn't like this guy knowing him in person unless he's just a total ass in person. We don't see that part. He's got to have a weakness in scheming because or else he would be way, he'd be a head coach somewhere really good. Or maybe he just never got his chance, and now he is going to be the head coach somewhere really we'll good. We'll see. But I, I don't know. I don't know. This guy does hasn't been... You want to talk about interesting to see. My favorite part of this NFL season, you know, other than the Vikings winning the Super Bowl, but my favorite part of this NFL season is going to be watching Dan Campbell sprint his ass up and down the sidelines every play. More excited than the entire team combined. It's going to be amazing, He's going to be throwing headbutts to the guys with helmets and just be bleeding. That's exactly like, what he's going to do. It's going to be so fun to watch. Okay, well, there's our there's our Dan Campbell rant. Hey, oh, we missed it last up. week. He didn't do anything last week. He's got to... He seemed to have dropped the Lion Cup thing. He's 
He's focused. Oh, on you me. know, you know, he's doing stuff behind. He's the focused scene. on becoming a race car driver now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you said new this, month, new week. You know, <laughs> he said this last week, but at what point does he focus on football? Right. He's, yeah, you might want to start. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is that great motivator? This guy, you love to play for him. You can't get him to focus on one thing. No. This is his problem. It's like a, it's like a kid running around in a toy star. He puts on the race car helmet, yeah. and then he throws it back off, and then he yeah. goes and finds the lion yeah. stuffed animal, and then he gets rid of that. Next week, he's going to be, like, boxing or something. Right. He's going to fight. Oh, my God, he's going to fight Logan Paul. Oh, man. The Merriweather That's... fight's going to get canceled, and it's going to be Dan Campbell versus Logan Paul. <laughs> the world isn't even ready for it, dude. <laughs> I'm not ready for it, that's for sure. For what, Mayweather, Logan Paul? No, for Campbell. Oh, Campbell. For Campbell, Logan, Logan Paul. <laughs> I can't believe Mayweather's fighting Logan Paul. Yeah, he's, it's Mayweather's so, so smart. I mean, that's just such a money thing. He, he's well, one of the smartest athletes out there. That's why they name him Money Mayweather. I mean, I mean, I don't really pay much attention. I know he's good, but how old is he? Like, He's like 41. But is and, he still going to kick Logan Paul's ass? His style, yeah. Okay, yeah. His style is very, it's uh, <laughs> it's a boring style. It's not a very entertaining style. It's, he's not like Tyson. He doesn't go out there throwing punches. No. He lets the other guy wear himself out. Which Logan Paul will do. And, he's going to go out and there swinging. And then once swinging. he's worn out, then Mayweather goes for the strike. But he's not like, a, I'm going to knock you out in 30 seconds like Tyson was. No. No. <laughs> the world's insane. This is what we've come to. There's no NFL news, but Logan Paul is fighting Floyd Mayweather. That's where we are at this point. And there's still that, a chance it might be Dan Campbell. That's where we are. We're at the point in the NFL season where we can't even <laughs> fill a podcast with news. We have to talk about Logan Paul, man. That's how you know the season's getting rough. Mm-hmm. But That means it's turning around. That means we're hitting a low point. It's gonna. Now we're going to start bouncing back up. We're going to get closer to the mandatory OTAs. Yep. Which, you know, that throws a whole nother spin into it when you put mandatory on there. Yeah, that's what I was just going to mention. Hopefully, training camp is next month. Hopefully next week we actually get some news to talk about. And if you are still listening to this, thank you very much because (laughs) it is a bad part in the NFL season. So yeah. thank you so much for listening. We just we, want to be as entertaining as the Jaguars. That's oh, yeah. I mean, if we could be as entertaining as the Jaguars, we'd be golden. We'd have like <laughs> 100,000 viewers a week, man. It'd be insane. But thank you so much for listening if you mm-hmm. still are listening. And we hope to see you next week. But until then, don't forget, eat the W.